You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 353. No good deed goes unpunished. Episode 353 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and tonight I am of questionable health, Vlad. <laughs> Seem to have uh, come down with a little bit of cold. Mm. A little bit of a cold, yeah. And, mm. uh, and of course, I picked the hottest weekend of the summer yet to do so. Dude. Uh, as Dude. we sat out there. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude. It was my hottest weekend of the summer. Why? It just was. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know the weather, Darren. <laughs> you should. You really should. By the now. weather, just happens. <laughs> it does happen. It's true. And uh, we, of course, finishing the the monolith out there, and uh, um, working on the slide, which a friend of mine told me it was the most time consuming part. He was not freaking kidding. But we got it done. I so. completely believe it because it's twisty and turny isn't it it's twisty and turny and closed which as my daughter pointed out to me is better than the one they have at the school because it's just twisty it's not closed oh, it's not closed <laughs> uh, uh, okay. that obviously makes the slide better to be closed it does indeed it does indeed so uh, put a garden hose down that sucker you got a water slide there you go you're good uh, believe me the suggestion has been made um <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> save and, yourself thirty dollars for entry. There, you yeah, go. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but but this morning I woke up with that little tickle at the back of the throat. Oh no, now, that can't be good. And sure That's enough, by the afternoon it was just like, yeah, lump. it's super hot, super humid, and I'm super stuffed up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, superpowers you don't want. Yeah, exactly. Super win. So, <laughs> oh, poor you. So there we have it. So I'm going to switch on my cough button and let you do your introduction. Okay. And hi, everybody. I am Darren Noel. And uh, this night, I am Elongated Man. There you go. Elongated Man. I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> wait a second. Yeah, I know. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here it is. So I went to get, um, I've had a, like, a kink in my neck. For about a week and a half now. I'll bet you have. I know, right? I've had quite enough of it. So today I got a massage. And I was informed that if I don't start stretching (laughs) appropriately, I'm just not going to be able to move when I turn 60. (laughs) That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying different mixtures for my Gingold serum. (laughs) <laughs> because I, I'm not going to fall into a vat by, after being chased by Batman, because we all know how that turns out. Because that, that would That's be a good sir. solution. Yeah, no. Um, so I'm hoping that I can come up with something that will make um, me a little more um, elastic. <laughs> hey, it could have been worse, because that guy could have actually ended up turning into the Joker. So It's true. It's true. And I will not be drinking soda pop in a baseball stadium before you people ask, because that will not end well for me. <laughs> weight, not gain weight. So before you smart asses start going, oh, I've got an idea. Shut up. Um, love you, but shut up. So, <laughs> so I'm actually in a good deal of um, 
muscle relaxation slash pain. You know, when you get a massage, it's like afterwards you're yeah. so much better, but during it's it's pretty intensely painful yeah. if they're doing it right. So yeah, I came off the table like three times, four times. Um, yeah, so I have some I have some body work to do apparently. <laughs> so that's what you wanted to hear Monday morning. So mm-hmm. there you go. I'm doing my body work right now while you're driving. To oh oh my. Morning. Yeah, I am. So there you go. That's me. All right. So how about Legion news? There is none. There is no Legion news. There. Zero of zero. But zero. that's okay because at the beginning of the issue that we're doing, mm-hmm. which is Legion of Superheroes number 19 from February 1986, guess uh, what's uh, in the front cover? Uh, meanwhile? Meanwhile, by guest writer Roy Thomas. Mm. So is he, he bitter yet about Earth 2? Not just yet. Not just yet, because he doesn't know what's going to happen. Ah, okay. Because remember, by this point, they're still working on uh, on (laughs) Crisis Titans. No, no, here's how this went down. (laughs) Dick's like, hey, Roy, can you write me a meanwhile? Make sure he doesn't get that memo until after that goes out. Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So he points out that since he is the writer, editor, and co-creator of Infinity Inc., being asked to talk about it is like asking Howard Cosell to say a few words about sports. True. Yes. Um, he says, ever since my since my own involvement with the Justice Society of America, the first superhero team ever, whose illustrious members are the parents and members and mentors of the Infinitors, has been well chronicled before. I prefer to focus on the artwork. Mm. And he says that Infinity Inc. has been both blessed and cursed in that department. Oh. Yes, they started. Uh, with Infinity co-creators Jerry Ordway and Mike Macklin as uh, penciler and inker, respectively. Jerry, True, and that would be a blessing. Yes. Jerry, of course, was well-known now from his work on, on Infinity as well as Crisis on Infinite Earths and on and as a temporary inker of a certain querulous quartet at our marvelous competition. While I have his, no idea who they're talking about there. <laughs> well, his buddy Mike has gone on to, uh, to ink Justice League and Firestorm. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, though, all anyone knew of Jerry Ordway's penciling skills had to be gleaned from a handful of truly beautiful issues of All-Star Squadron, including the stories which introduced Infinity in the first place. Those issues sold better than the ones around them, so we figured Infinity would be a hit. It was. It was also, in my humble opinion, as a comics reader as well as Jerry's collaborator, some of the loveliest artwork I've had the privilege to be associated with. And I've been associated with some of the best in the business. Jerry, alas, chose to move and primarily to return to inking for a time after the first 10 issues. So head honcho Dick Giordano and I were forced to look elsewhere for someone to follow in the Milwaukeean's young but formidable footsteps. No! Yeah. No! Around the same time, Don Newton and I were discussing a fill-in Infinity issue he was doing. And he expressed his interest in leaving his long-beloved Batman for a new series. I was startled, of course, but suggested Infinity. Don said, great, and that was that. Uh. Over the next few weeks, we worked on new costume designs, new characters, new concepts to be worked into the Infinity continuity. Ooh, that's a, that's a uh, phrase. That's, uh, Don that's was a having breath right there, yeah. yeah. Don was having a ball, and it showed in the already reprinted, in the current Best of DC Super Teams Digest, 13th issue, as well as the handful of penciled pages he later did, which appeared in, uh, in issues uh, 11 and 12. Uh, then, tragedy struck. 
Several of us have written elsewhere of the unexpected and saddening death of this talented, much underestimated man. Mm. Suffice to say that the void he, that here the, the void he left was far more than that of an artist. He was a living, breathing presence on this earth, a good man, and is missed even by those of us who knew him almost solely in a professional relationship. In the meantime, as we cast about originally for a temporary artist or two dispelled on before we all realized how serious his illness was, we were fortunate to receive two fine interim stories from veteran George Tuska and uh, newcomer Tim Burgard. But the search was still on. Young Dave Ross was designated Infinity Penciler for a few weeks uh, there, but by the time he'd done a single cover for Dawn's number 13, he decided that a monthly book was more than he wanted to handle at that time. So we switched him to the upcoming Justice Society graphic novel instead. Hmm. Hmm. Um, hmm. In the meantime... Weren't they, weren't they, wasn't the JSA in Valhalla at this point? No, not yet. Oh, okay, it was coming. Gotcha. That, would, that wouldn't happen for about another year. Ah, okay. Yeah, so... Um, uh, so, in the meantime, some pencils by relative neophyte Todd McFarlane had come in. Literally over the transom, and in combination of enthusiasm and desperation, I'd given him a fill-in Infinity ins- assignment. And I believe that, that was the uh, ish- the first ones were the issues with Chroma. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Chroma, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Was, he was one of those pages in Who's Who, you're like, who the hell is this? Oh, exactly. okay. oh totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he said, Todd is a one-time baseball hopeful and, uh, and with a good art educational background. Turned out to have a, a, a basically fine storytelling sense, a pretty fair drawing ability, and knowledge of anatomy, both technically and in comic book terms. A willingness to experiment visually, and one of the most exciting senses of design I'd encountered in more than 20 years in this nutty field. I won't mention the pages in which inanimate objects, which may be from a character's purse or memory or whatever, surround the action like Sergio uh, Aragonis's uh, inspired marginal drawings in Mad. I won't go rhapsodic on you about how his men are noble and emotional, his women beautiful and strong and individualized, his backgrounds worthy of a Perez. Wow. Yeah. There you go. I won't even go into detail about how Todd is increasingly merging his this powerful sense of design with drawing and storytelling prowess that is improving by leaps and bounds. I'll just say, by any current issue of Infinity Inc., even one in which some new talent like Ron Harris, Mike Harris, Mike Clark, or Mike Hernandez has been pressed into fill-in service... And you'll find a number of, most often now, 28 pages of some of the most imaginative, well-designed, visually exciting, and painstakingly rendered artwork to grace a DC or any other comic in several years. Todd McFarlane. Remember that name. And, and, and he course, was never heard was, of again. No, never. You know, the one thing I was always impressed about McFarlane's art in the Infinity Inc. is yeah. that man could do magic with a cape. Absolutely. I mean, those capes lasted across double page spreads, and you're like, how did that happen? But it's completely believable. Completely believable. Yeah. And I think those spreads with Obsidian's cape and Fury's cape and all those were were kind of the hint to Marvel to say, oh, we need him yeah. for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Because he can draw really cool flowing parts. And so that was part of the big deal with him moving over to Marvel and getting that amazing Spider-Man cover. Absolutely. Everyone's like, oh my god! Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. of course, it was never the same again. Yeah, and, of, <laughs> and uh, you know, and it's like you look at, uh, at, the, at the Spawn cape, and that was, you know, you could see the, oh, yeah. the, the, the beginnings of that in, in this. So, 
So he says, you read it here first, and I hope you'll do yourself a favor and read it in the pages of Infinity Inc. as well. Ordway, Newton, McFarlane, not even the sons and daughters of the J- legendary JSA could ask for anything better. Mm, so indeed. there we go. Indeed. Anyway, why don't you start us? At, at I will, but at this point, wasn't um, wasn't Infinity Inc. kind of... Um, Crisis had ended at this point, correct? Or is this still like in the last two issues? It was still going on. Okay. Yeah. So they haven't dealt with the other ramifications from that book. Okay. Oh no, not at all. Not at Got all. Like it, like issue thirteen was when they had the Thorn story. Like where, oh, right? yeah. And um. And uh, and then or somewhere around there anyway. And then of course was the uh, the issue with uh, uh, which I believe George Tuscan did part of, where they actually unmasked in front of everyone. Mm. and became like public identities um so yeah this was you know we were still kind of in the throes of crisis and it was also partially in that we don't know what the hell it means stage yeah (laughs) which went on for some time so yeah um you know uh fury still thought that uh that uh wonder woman and steve trevor were her parents at this point yeah no well they were but they were yeah but yeah. not for lo- not for much not, longer. Not for much longer yeah. now. <laughs> Whoops! Changed all that. Indeed. So you want me to start, huh? Yes, let's do it. All right. Uh, Legion of Superheroes number nineteen, February eighty-six, by Paul Levitz, Greg LaRoque. We've been corrected. I've always said LaRoque, and I want like to publicly apologize. It is LaRoque. Correct, everyone. Correct. And Larry Malstead. And on the cover, we see five Legionnaires: Chameleon Boy, Phantom Girl, Ultra Boy, Element Lad, and Shrinking Violet. Hmm. You know, out of membership of 24, 25 or so characters, these five being back together again so soon seems a little suspicious. And in the foreground is a uh, big pink hand, you know, giving them the magic doom hand. And uh, no good deed goes unpunished, uh, as the title of the story. And we uh, open up our story on Mana 5 in 2985 A.D., which uh, Phantom Girl is teasing Ultra Boy about having to stare down a wave, which I, I like this interplay between the two of them because it's like Phantom Girl knows darn well he can do this. She's just like, oh, come on, Joe. Come on. Use your powers on the wave. Come on. Do it. Do it. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. I got to do this. Oh. It's very. Yeah. Oh, which way did he go? Which way, which did, way he go? did the wave go? Which way did the wave go? Um. <laughs> I I just love this banter between the two of them because it, you know they're one of the longtime Legion couples and that just shows how easy their interaction is with each other. But Ultra Boy, of course, um, disintegrates the wave with a fashush, fashush, fashush. It's like something you would order in an Indian restaurant. Fashush. Yeah, yeah. And um, Phantom Girl goes off to check on the other member of the team, which is Colossal Boy, and he is trying to. Um, uh, get things out of the muck and mire. Apparently, Mana 5 is undergoing some uh, climate change. <laughs> and um, they're trying to stop that from happening. And um, they're they're talking about it. And, of course, Phantom Girl and Colossal Boy have been in the Legion, you know, just about from when it started together. So they're old friends, and that, that comes across here, too. I think this, these little moments is where uh, Levitz really shines. Yeah. Um, you get little character bits, and... Uh, it's just nice in the midst of fighting, you know, Darkseid and the Time Trapper. You kind of feel like who's part of which Legion click, really. So yeah. um, Phantom Girl goes back to uh, help Ultra Boy spot the next wave. 
And um, she weeps out of existence. I'm waiting for the joke now. No? No joke? That would, that would, be, that would be rude. and uh... <laughs> Wouldn't it, though? Yeah. <laughs> What's rude is letting me down because oh, wait, I knew it was wait. coming. Uh, oh, that's not how her powers work. She's vanished. <laughs> no, that's not how her powers no, work. Not how her, yes. That's not how her powers work at all, sir. At <laughs> all. Until later. Yeah, shut up. See, because the difference <laughs> is, like, I, I wasn't going to make the crack because in the difference is, she's not the leader here. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. I went okay. there. So, so Ultra Boy um, weeps away as well, leaving Colossal Boy alone on Mana 5 to get drowned in the next wave, I guess. Um, now back at Legion Headquarters, we have Timberwolf and Block in there. And um, Hey, what was the planet that Wildfire uh, got mowed down by the mower? Ooh, I think I think that might be Mana Five. Yeah, that well, seems. It seems familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think that might be Mana Five. Um, we see Timberwolf and Block on monitor duty, and Block is playing with one of those 1980s toys that came out during that Christmas. It was the thing with the green and the purple blocks, and you had it was like a Rubik's cube, but it was a snake thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very weird, and you had to put it together. And I love that Block is just like playing with this thing, trying to figure it out. Um, Colossus Boy calls in and says that um, there's trouble on Mana 5 fast. Um, and uh, Timberwolf says, well, what's the panic? They're probably off cuddling in the fields. And Colossus Boy says, Timberwolf, don't be dense. Get Element Lad now. <laughs> and Block's like, I have already summoned him. Um, and Element Lad shows up and says, what's the matter? I got your signal. Colossus Boy reports two missing Legionnaires on Mana 5, Element Lad. And Timberwolf's like, oh, everybody's worried about nothing. <laughs> Timberwolf's far removed from giving a crap in this issue. It's not even funny. Yeah, definitely. I was like, I doubt it. What happened to Ultra Boy and PG, Colossal Boy? It beats me. They just faded out. No sign of an attacker. Odd. Even Zamir's teleportation equipment wasn't that precise or, or personal. I suppose he might have improved it, or this could be someone else with a grudge against the two of them. Huh, that makes more sense. Otherwise, why not transport all three of you away to wherever? And Timberwolf says, wow, looks like there is a third Vanisher leader, man. You. And Element Lad looks down and is like, oh, you're right. <laughs> really? Sound the general alarm. Warn everyone. At who knows who's next? Weep. And he's gone. Uh, at SP headquarters, we have uh, Chief Zendak reading the riot act to his um, team, including uh, Siobhan, uh, Gigi Cusimano, and Devron, amongst other um, SPs. Um, they're following up on our new Legionnaires being attacked by Brainwave brainwashed i almost said brainwave that's just society i'm crossing yeah, my yeah it was well or infinity, infinity. Yeah. yeah i'm crossing my i'm crossing my streams here that's unpleasant um the science police officers that were brainwashed into blowing up uh the techno park and attacking the legionnaires so um the sps walk out like wow chief syntax really really angry and um Gigi says well easy for you to say siobhan you can always run back to being legion liaison officer and duck the uh Duck the, duck the fuss and she's like that's not true and um, someone delivers a message to um, Officer Aaron off screen and um, we are in the, the Legion headquarters main meeting room and it seems like except for Colossal Boy everyone's actually at the headquarters which yeah. is darn amazing um, it's Brainy, um, Dream Girl, Starboy Lightning Lass, Timberwolf Block, White Witch Telus, Quizlet, Polar Boy, Magnetic Kid Sensor Girl, Dawnstar Wildfire, a hollow head of Colossal Boy, um, 
a holo head, not a hollow head. I'm sorry. Pronunciation. <laughs> uh, Shadow Last, Monel, and Sunboy, and they're debating about what they should do uh, when Brainy announced that five Legionnaires are missing Ultra Boy, Phantom Girl, Element Lad, Shrinking Violet, and Chameleon Boy. And as deputy leader, I propose we consider alternatives for finding them. And Monel says, That's the same five that vanished between Orando and Earth, Brainy. It can't be coincidence. And Shady's like, Gentle, my love. <laughs> and Brainy's like, That fact has not escaped me, Monel. And um, Dreamy's like, we couldn't find them last time. What do we do now? And Block's like, we must try. And Polar was like, can we see background tapes on the incident you're referring to? Some of us are new, you know. And Monel's like, look, last time we sat around talking, then searched in circles until the five walked back on, the, on their own. What if they can't this time? There must be something more we can do. And we get our clue for the Sensor Girl saga. Sensor Girl says, perhaps I can be of help, Monel. After all, I was in no position to assist you last time. Mm. And and Block says, Sensor Girl? But before she can do anything, um, off um, panel, you you see a little bubble there. It says, you need not look for your colleagues, Legionnaires. I have taken them. And a controller ah, has appeared. And the controllers are the off um, branch of the Guardians of the Universe who believe that they had to take direct and um, preemptive action against evil in the universe as opposed to the guardians who would wait and then take care of evil once it reared its ugly heads the controllers decided they must wipe out evil and they are responsible for the creation of the sun eater mm -hmm. yay so um the controller appears to be almost dissolving the room around the legionnaires into a cosmic illusion of sorts and um quizlet says wow quizlet's even heard of controllers at home and the controller says, waste not wrath on me, Legionnaires. Your fellows have been taken to complete a task they interrupted on their journey through limbo. They have presumed themselves worthy to weigh the fates of worlds themselves, even as we immortals might. Now they must do what they have placed beyond our unimaginable power, or failing that, watch your Earth and galaxy suffer the price. Seek them not, Legionnaires, but pray with us that we controllers may have just cause to return them to you, alive and successful. Farewell. And then the headquarters is back to normal. And uh, Wildfire says, sheesh, I don't believe that happened. What did he mean? Place beyond the controller's power. I thought they could do almost anything. Yeah. Well, elsewhere, <laughs> because elsewhere is where you are when you're in limbo. Yes. Um, uh, we deserve an explanation for being kidnapped. Uh, many debts are owed, and before the stars move far in their vast course, I trust all will be paid. Be patient, mortal. And and Fangirls, it's about that world we destroyed in Limbo, isn't it? Yeah, it must be, Tanya. The controllers ran it. We wait and answer. We want an answer. May it be within your comprehension, the controller said. Look, Legionnaires, at why I have brought you to this desolate edge of your own galaxy. Watch as the dome that sustains us opens to visible light as I show you Tiraz, the world of our mutual doom. Tiraz approaches. Gaze at what you have loosed. And it's a big... Um, for lack of a better it's word, a starship yeah. with a planet around it and a big dome and all kinds of funky things. It's basically a war world, if you remember that from uh, Justice League, yeah, um, the animated series. In a way, it's not completely that, but it's close to it. And they're like, I've never heard of Chiraz before. Well, yet you're the ones whose deeds have brought it here, moving into our, your own galaxy, for you denied me the means of its destruction. Oh, they're firing at us, but, 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 oh no, may the stars help me, I understand. 
And uh, we get a kawashoom. Close enough. Close take enough. A drink. Take a drink. And in fact, take two, because on this page, it is kawushoom. <laughs> Definitely counts. It does. It does. Um, it was my task to, to scourge that festering sore of destruction from the universe. Mine to keep its evil from harming the inhabited worlds it now journeys to menace. And you dared thwart me. You destroyed my weapon in the world on which I might build another. You have left me weaponless before that monstrosity a failure. So basically what the controller is saying, because the Legionnaires blew up his planet, he has no way of stopping Tiraz now. And uh, he, he follows up with, My fellows have taken much of my power from me, Legionnaires, a just but terrible punishment. I am diminished, yet before I fade into the eternal mystery, I have one last task. Together we shall right your mistake and my failure. The five of you shall keep Tiraz from decimating your galaxy. We shall do the work of the Sun Eaters ourselves. Back at Legion headquarters, the White Witch is working on a spell, and she says, I... I I found them, I think. They are distant, yet a trace of the controller's power is still about them. My spell shall, shall... No! Poop! And no, Quizlet's not in the room. <laughs> um, Brain's like, white witch! Oh, it is no use. Here, my son. Thank you, sister. Whatever the power of the controller is, it is far greater than my magic. I can show you no more. Are you okay, Brainy? You look awful, Shady Ass. Look, I, I'll be fine, Shadowlass. If you'll excuse me, I should consider what we, sh we can do now. And Shady's like, hmm, so much for being comforting. I've touched warmer ice crystals than Brainy since Supergirl died. I guess I'd feel as rotten if I lost Monel. <laughs> Spoiler alerts! We're having some foreshadowing here, kids. Indeed. Um, Sensor Girl says to Monel, they are beyond my powers. And uh, Monel says, out of my range too, Sensor Girl. Hmm, any luck, my love? Shady comes up and uh, hugs Monel. It's like, none, I'm afraid. Both our powers were insufficient, Shadowlass. And Wildfire's like, easy for you to say, lady. We don't even know what your blasted powers are. And Sensor Girl walks off and says, they are my secret, Wildfire, but I'm no less concerned than you. And Wildfire's like, ah, oh, the heck with her anyhow. Come on, Dawnstar. Let's see if your tracking powers can pick up a trace of our missing Legionnaires. And uh, she's like, when they were in limbo, I could not, Wildfire, but now I feel sure I shall. Swoosh! And uh, Monel's like, I'm coming with you. Shady, tell Brainy. And um, Brainy's in there going, I already know Monel. Isn't a leader supposed to know his people, even a deputy leader? That's why I can't concentrate. I don't know her, yet I do. Who is Censor Girl? She bothers me. I can't see her eyes through that mask, yet I'd swear she knows I'm watching her as she stands in the plaza. Can she see through our walls or read my thoughts? Damn, I'm losing control again. Can't let myself become preoccupied with her. Have to clear my head, think, have to help the others somehow. And Brainy's obsession with the sensor girl identity mystery yes. is pretty much, you know, sealed with that two-page spread. Yep. Going back to Tiraz, uh, uh, Shrinking Violet and Cam are trying to get close to um, the surface. But um, Shrinking Violet gets um, a piece of space junk upside the head and goes unconscious. And Cam has to go down and save her. Woo! And actually, it's Phantom Girl for the save. She caught her. Um, and fortunately, um, a, an unconscious Shrinking Violet is in the hands of Phantom Girl. And um, <laughs> Phantom Girl's like, oh my gosh, I've got to get out of here before these drones close in on us. Damn that controller for just dropping us here. Um, so basically, the controller said, yeah, y'all fix it. 
and drops them off in the middle of the uh, the battle, apparently. And a, a Taraz warrior shows up. Hold, intruder, you defile the sacred skies of Tiraz. Let me take you to my captain, or I must kill you where you stand. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's surrounded by these little um, drones, and she's thinking, if I turn into a phantom pilot, we'll fall, but if not, we'll both, oh, blast it. Um... Now, what what's irritating to me about this is that they've shown how Phantom Girl can actually keep her hands, you know, yes. solid while she is a phantom for the rest of her body. So there was a way out of that. But yeah. so we have Ultra Boy saving the day by killing all the drones by smooshing through them. And um, we see Ultra Boy grab uh, Phantom Girl and Cam is right behind them and then they are going off on their way. And they're trying to find Element Lad and the controller. Um, the Tiraz warrior has um, Tiraz fire on the Legionnaires, and it is a lot of fire. It's like an anime thing going on here. It's Kazams and all kinds of funky things going on it. And we're left with the question of how can five how are how five people supposed to um, stop a planet? Back to um, the controller and Element Lad. Um, he says, are you prepared to join your comrades element lad? And he's like, yes, but, but the vista of destruction appalls you. Do you feel the sheer raw evil of a race that could convert their entire world to a destructive engine capable of traveling throughout space? Can you imagine what they gave up merely to pursue this dark and awful dream? This is the world I would have fed to the, my sun eater. This is the world you kept me from destroying. And element lad says, I'd do it again. No one has the right to destroy an inhabited world controller. Well, there we go. Element lad's origin right there. Uh, Absolutely, the yeah. The Legion Code forbids killing sentient life, and I'll live or die by that. And the controller says, you may have to, youth. In a few days, Tiraz will be in range of one of your inhabited worlds. What then? Mm-hmm. And we'll pick that one up next in To Control a World. But in the meantime, and I so wish we had Scott here, but I know he's sleeping. Poor yes. baby. He's had a long, long day, but we have an invisible kid backup story, kids. So you're going to get the uh, Nice accent. Uh, <laughs> south of France. So I'm going to try to do it in my own inimitable stylings. Okay? Okay. And we have, um, we're on Medicus 1, of course, where Dr. Gimmel is um, examining um, our invisible kid. I guess he was the one missing from the uh, the meeting room earlier, which would make him the murderer. No. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, Gamil says, uh, hold still, Fokar, or, or I swear by Hippocrates. Uh, really? Hi- Hi- Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I, I see it, and I could not say it for the life of me. Yeah. I'll stop the test right now. Me, Dr. Gamil, I am as still as I can be. These devices make me feel so uncomfortable. Are they all truly necessary? <laughs> yeah, that's what you're going to wow. deal with. For the next, yeah. <laughs> necessary, young man, they are perfect. With them, I shall fulfill your dreams. You will no longer be invisible kid of the Legion, but an absolutely normal man named Jacques Foucault again. No, that is not what I asked. Can you not simply tell me how to control my powers? <laughs> how to keep from hurling myself to this... other dimensions or places uncontrollably? Sorry, I just have to say, this is even better than uh, than Gay Southern Mr. T. It's better than what? Gay Southern Mr. T, when you did Wildfire one. Uh, oh my god, that was horrible. Yeah, I apologize yeah, yeah. to everyone, especially good. Mr. T, for that one. Uh, <laughs> 
So, now that I'm not just being assigned to patch the holes you poke in your moronic body, I get a fussy legionnaire. You respect me for my talent, sign off on a credit voucher for tests I recommend, and ignore my advice all at once, eh? Perhaps it is your medications, Doctor, but I recall no advice if by that word you mean a suggestion for me to consider. You have picked and prodded me quite on your own. Bah, you wanted to trace the gunk that is giving you uncontrolled teleportational abilities, and I have. Plus, I have also unraveled all the mysteries of Lyle Norg's serum acting on your body. Eh bien? So I can remove your teleportational powers, or your invisibility, or both. My advice to you, sir, is to return to being a normal man. Be finished with this legion of constantly hurt heroes. If their damned credit vouchers weren't so large, I certainly would, and my life's rarely at risk. Shortly. Um... We see a nurse and a doctor in the hallway. Yes, doctor, I'll prepare the patient for surgery, but is it really vital to pluck his eyebrows before operating? <laughs> and Invisible Kid is um, standing there looking at the um, space, the final frontier. Yes. Hail, Dimash. Here I am among the sick, yet I cannot bring myself to thank Le Bon Dieu for my health. All I can do is stare into the void and wonder, should I? Should I remain a legionnaire? I have thought to be a hero if my poor sister, Danielle, had not been possessed by Computo. If it had not been up to me to, to save her life by drinking Lionorg serum, I would not be facing this choice. Do I remain with my new comrades, searching for new ways for ways to help people? Or should I return to my studies and someday have a true life of my own? Oh, familia. And we see uh, two uh, parents of a newborn alien, and they're all very happy. Yes. Aww. That's very cute. And then we get a beep. What? An alarm. Uh, nothing to worry about. Sorry, apparently the pharmacist accidentally triggered an emergency alert. You can go back to your routines. <laughs> no, monsieur. Your answer is too simple, too fast. And while I may, I shall bring honor to the Legion. Then this patient of yours is uncooperative, Gimel? Legionnaires always are, Shafir, but this one reaches new depths of whoosh. Pardon. Damn. Oop. As Invisible Kid swooshes past Dr. Gamil, knocking him over. <laughs> it's pretty amusing. Yeah. You, you, oh, why do I bother with them? The credit vouchers are huge. Yes. That's why. Massive credit vouchers. Massive credit vouchers. The pharmacy, again, the drugs now, all of them. Medicus is open to space. Plenty of room to avoid your precious SPs after we get our cargo. The science police won't find where we're going. Irk. And we have a couple of guys who are holding the uh, pharmacy team here hostage. Hamas, we have all but the biostasis fluids. Then we must have those swiftly or click someone dies slowly. I will grant you a count of three. One. Two hoof. <laughs> you didn't even get to the three. I wonder if that was a, uh, <laughs> a lollipop. <laughs> One. Two hoof. No. And uh, the guy with the black and tiger uh, striped pantaloons goes down on the floor. Humph. What has happened? What is wrong? Hamus fell, but he's okay. Get the ship ready. We'll be aboard soon with the rest of our cargo. Whichever of you was fool enough to do that shall die for the small thrill it provided you. And if you hide behind the others, I will be delighted to kill you all. No one dies, Shin. Not at your hands. Huh? Who's there? Ooh! And uh, he, gets a, he gets a Sue Richards right there to the goatee. Bam! Yeah, he does. Bam! Little, uh, little Claude Rains action going on here. <laughs> Hamus, never mind the biostasis fluids. We must break off contact. Hurry! He goes, nowhere, thieves, nor do you. No, they've closed the airlock. The whole pharmacy will be ripped apart. Then we shall not be inside of it. Swiftly, swiftly, all of you. And uh, Invisible Kid um, 
gathers the uh, staff and um, the bad guy and gets them out of there. And we hear our broom, broom, kathoom! Take a drink. Yay. I am almost out of libation. This oh, has been dear. a good issue. Um, I, I'm convinced Cthulhu is actually the sound of when we enter the vacuum of space now. I think so. Yeah. Diablo! It is a good thing that separate sections of the satellite are individually pressurized. <laughs> That's horrible. Great. So we're alive, but they got they get away. This will be as bad as taking out a holoboard metropolis telling people to rob Medicus. Have faith, mademoiselle. Before I engage Monsieur Hamas in combat, I signaled my fellow legionnaires. I suspect your robbers will have no tale of success to tell. And sure enough, there's Monel, Dawnstar, and Wildfire holding the robbers at bay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. Sorry. Yeah. Several hours later. Are you sure you want to go through with this, pal? Those nutty powers of yours turned out to be handy once or twice. Um, and that's Wildfire talking to Invisible Kid. It's mm-hmm. like, merci pour the compliment, mon ami, but yes. I shall keep my invisibility and do what I can as a legionnaire, but the that depressurized room reminded me of Warlock and how I killed him by accidentally teleporting him into space. Mm-hmm. But that was self-defense. You were cleared by others, we, but not in my soul. I will, no more, I will have no more accidental deaths on my conscience, even if someday my own life must be forfeit in exchange. Enough, enough, Dr. Camille rages. I must have silence to proceed. Doc, has anybody ever told you what a pest you are? Go, mon ami. And when next we meet, I shall be a legionnaire with powers of my own volution at last. End. And there we go. The end of the, uh, of the, uh, the wacky, um, the wacky teleportation. Yeah, yeah. That took forever. Dear God. Um, Because he's been doing that ever since the Great Darkness Saga. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good times. Oh, I go. miss this Legion. I miss them so much. I want to fuck them all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and LaRocque has had a, you know, he's off to a good start. Apparently we're going to get a, a formal introduction next month. Oh, good. Um, in next, That'd be in nice. next issue, they said. So. Woohoo! So that's always a good thing. And yes. Yes. Yes, as, I, as they say. So no, hold on. Let me do it. We. Oh, oh see, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice, very nice. All right. So, um, hey, did you go see Ant Man yet? I have not. I've heard it's excellent. I've got to get to Inside Out first. I went. I I took Ella to see that on Friday. Oh, how was it? It was great. It's excellent. it's awesome. Yeah. It's um, on the list. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's all good stuff. Sorry, I'm just. Uh, if I can get through, you know, fix, doing a cosplay between now and you know. Yeah. Forty-five days as you listen to this. No, uh, yes, not counting. But uh, <laughs> I got lots to do and not a lot of time to get it done in. So yeah, ah, stress. Ah. <laughs> Why do we do this? I should just go in. And, I should be the guy with the beard in the black T-shirt and the jeans at the con. No one will find me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's no. got to. Someone's got to dress as mage. That's that's what it. Comes oh, that's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, White I know. All I, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know, I, I, folks, I, I hate to end this one early, but. Well, you're not feeling well. I, I, I am, I am feeling like, uh, about, about ten pounds of crap in a five-pound bag. So. Ooh, well, so, loosen your belt for Christ's sake. Oh my, my exactly right. <laughs> but and I know that I've got a little bit of time to do, um, uh, to to post this one, but it was important that. You, the listening public, get an episode 
Yes, and, it's true. It's and true. And we start making our way further through the freaking Baxter run. Yeah. So, and no, it's not an excuse to get out of doing Karate Kid issues. It's not. Yeah, it is. It's so nice. Right, so, okay. Screw that. All right. So never mind. <laughs> Those never mind. Michael tomorrow is going to be saying, I knew it. Asking for the Karate Kid issues and knows that they're horrible. And if you've not read them, know that we know that they're horrible. And we want you to have a good show to listen to instead of us going, uh, can't we just review the Ralph Macchio movies? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and Hillary Swank. Don't forget Hillary Swank. Oh, well, must I? Ah, uh, well, you know. All, All right. right. So, comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble with a little Benadryl, and we're going to head back to the 21st century, and we will see you all next week. Oh, next week I shall not teleport. <laughs>